Yo. What up? We in this thing. Always. Man, episode 11 of the Mental Matters Podcast. Yep. For the one time. Yep. In this thing. You know how much 11 is? (laughs) One more than 10. Yeah, 10 plus 1. Yes. (laughs) My math skills still on point, bro. Number one twice over. Number one, that's two. Number one twice over. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I don't do math no more. Yeah. After I got the bachelor's, it was like, no more math. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah, it I'll make somebody it. else do it for me. We don't need it for working, anyways. Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I approve like multi million dollar invoices, okay, so. Yeah. I kind of need to do my one plus ones. That's CEO Rich over here. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not at all. I'm a small fry in this game. Actually, what's funny is I had to go to a meeting the other day, mm-hmm. and I see my director, okay. his assistant, and I see all these other people. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Am I in the right space? <laughs> I'm a small fry. Like, all these people got suits on and yeah. dress shirts on. I came in with a polo and some khaki pants. Okay. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I felt like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's that's like one of the worst feelings. You know? Yeah. And we just had to show up late because my director's direct report held a meeting right before theirs at a different location. Okay. It was all bad. Why'd they do that? I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to ask these questions. Okay. Because she might listen to this podcast and be like, Rich. Come to my office. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, um, but yeah, so shout out to my job. They awesome. And we do awesome things with people in Detroit. So, yep. boom. Yep. Clean that up. Now she can't get me in trouble. <laughs> but, yeah. So, we are here at episode 11. We want to give you great content as always. So, mm-hmm. uh, we will get into it starting with the week behind us. So, how was your week, man? My week was good. I went, finally made it to the barbershop. You know you did. Um, yeah. Crispy out here. I was supposed to go last Friday. Missed that because I was driving from work and traffic sucks. So I missed my, my hair appointment. And uh, I made it this Friday. I almost missed it again, though. <laughs> I take my barber while I'm in traffic. Like, I might not make hey. that 6 p.m. appointment. Man, what type of barbershop got appointments, bro? Man, it's That's like... how you know <laughs> the difference between where you go yeah. versus where I go. Because where I go, they just be like... I got one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve. You got thirteen head of you, Rich. See, he used to do that, and then like people used to, you know, like come mad. on, bro. Like, I used to get mad. I guess like maybe some people might have ended up, you know, trying to find like different barbers and stuff. So in order to keep everything. <laughs> That's you know, when you look structured. around the shop and you be like, <laughs> like he I high. mean, <laughs> he's sitting next to him, so I mean, maybe that mean. Now nah, I'm taking my man's in the back. Yeah. Hey, you got me, bro. Yeah, only got one ahead. No, I ain't going to him. He ain't got that many people. He ain't got that many people. Don't know how to cut if he ain't got no line. <laughs> That's why my barber got 13 ahead of me. It's cool. I know I'm going to watch a movie or two. I'm going to get some videos in. They're going to come sell you some candy. They're going to have yeah. some snacks. They got the Arizonas for a dollar. Yeah. My man's barbecuing outside in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the whole day's work <laughs> of events. This is how it really goes in barbershops. I want y'all to understand this. Really this really like yeah. happens this way. And then... Somebody might try to come sell you some puppies. Okay. <laughs> or some cologne. <laughs> no, look, look. So this is really happening. Okay. It was one barbershop I went to. It wasn't to get my hair cut. I was actually at work. Uh-huh. And this guy walked up with a box. A yeah. shoe box. Okay. 
It wasn't even like no Nike box. It was like, yeah, you don't buy these in stores. So he okay, had okay. this box, right? Mm-hmm. And he opened it. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, you know how you be getting the uh, <laughs> deodorant for like $6, bro? Mm-hmm. I got it here for a dollar, bro. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> How'd you get this? Mm-hmm. Really? And I've seen the CVS sticker on there. I was like, wow. oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, you selling CVS stuff for him outside, huh? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that don't cost too much, bro. I'm trying to hook you up. You get one from you and your girl? Yeah. I was like, man, get out of here, man. So he got it for free. Going to make a profit of a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to take into account uh, labor, though. Okay. <laughs> I didn't factor that in. <laughs> you, got, you got to factor that I in. I think there's a lot more you need to factor in. Oh, my. Time. Yeah, the risk. You do a risk analysis, right? Like, it's all worth it for the one time. Yeah. And then you don't sell any of it because nobody <laughs> trusts you. And you know if you're going to buy it, they got that sticker on the back. Yeah. But it's not just a sticker. Mm-hmm. It's that little sensor thing. Yeah. And you don't know if they can track that or not. So I'll be like, you know what, bro? Hey, man. Just keep it moving, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all good. What what is the weirdest thing that you've seen like sold in a barbershop? The weirdest thing I saw sold in a barbershop. Let's just throw out the fact that people still sell bootleg CDs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake Scorpion probably on <laughs> sale right now <laughs> by your local local pusher man. Uh I think the weirdest thing for me was probably cologne. Okay. Because they have all the types of cologne. Yeah. They got that Ferragamo for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you get this? <laughs> it's like 80 bucks a bottle, bro. Like, how did you get this? And then, my, oh, no, 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 no. The bottom line weirdest one. I promise we're going we gonna to get it back on track. Uh-huh. This is just, <laughs> we'll be all tangents. <laughs> but the weirdest one was my man's cane in the store. I mean, the barbershop. It's my main barber, too. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's. In the hood of the hood. Yeah. And this mug came in. Like, yeah, Dave, I got that stuff for you, bro. I'm thinking, like, this mug's selling drugs? Uh-huh. No, no, not drugs. This mug walked. He was like, yeah, I'm going to get out the car for you. He comes back with a bunch of, like, clothes okay. on his arm. <laughs> and it was, like, all this stuff from Full Locker. Like, uh-huh. Jordan apparel, Dang. Nike apparel, <laughs> with the tags on there. Uh-huh. I'm saying, like... He got this man's sizes, bro. Mm-hmm. That means you saw that truck pull up and was like, mm-hmm. this way. <laughs> Everybody, let's roll. We out here. That's crazy. He was selling, like, legit stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my barber was like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I go, I go with my J's. <laughs> I was like, bro, come on, man. But yeah, I think the weirdest thing that I've seen. We're gonna say I imagine that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love you, Dave. You my man. What is that? The the statue of limitations. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) This cannot be used as evidence because I know he actually bought it for a good price Uh and was trying to sell it to make a profit. He made double. So let's just say (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened, right? Man, the crazy thing I saw sold at a barbershop was this older guy. He came in and he was selling um, bed sheets. Bed? Bed sheets. Like, thousand count Egyptian cotton. Bruh, <laughs> like, a thousand count? Yes, he had it all. The thread count was a thousand? Yeah. That's that fine linen. Like, yeah. 
and it was making like cause that's like hair follicles, bro. Like the shop that I went to, it was like the back was like the salon for like the ladies, and the front was the shop. So uh, they came to the guys. Had first. a that was, uh, a food place in the middle. No, it wasn't a food place. Okay, they do have a cake lady that used to come in there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. She used to have it all. Marlboro Caramel, 7-Up Pound Cake. All 7-Up. I just saw that today, bro. <laughs> it's this new spot on the east side. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we did some work over there for the city. And mm-hmm. they legit just opened like a... I don't know what this place is. This is magical. <laughs> like they <Okay>. had candy <laughs> All these cookies and stuff. Nails some like, ice cream. I got you. I'll give you a name after this. All right. Um, might have to do a shout-out later for this place. Yeah. But, um... And I was making nachos in there. I was like, wow. dog, <laughs> this is this spot, bro. Like, they just had their grand opening, like, this week. And they had, like, they were doing, like, complimentary water and lemonade, mm-hmm. infused water okay. and lemonade. I, I know was, that's that's your thing, right? Boy, <laughs> they had the mint with the strawberry and the lemons. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to make that for the fourth. Hey. Make some infused water. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Neither one is hot like this. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Anyway. That's what's up. I'm glad you had a good week. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I made it to the barbershop, and then other than that, it was just, just, you know, paying bills and being an adult. So, Mm. how about you? (laughs) I don't like being an adult. Yeah. This sucks. But. In this case, the week was went extremely slow because, of course, every time you plan on going on vacation for work, mm-hmm. it just goes so slow. More work comes out of nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Be like, we don't believe this is true. Can you verify? Mm-hmm. You know what that means. That means we want to see every single piece of evidence you can do right. in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fine. Y'all know this is not a realistic timeline, right? You know this is not going to happen by in 10 minutes. I'm going to give you 10 days. Uh (laughs) I'm going to do my due diligence Mm -hmm. and get on your nerves. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, it was cool. Uh, Shout out to my mama. Mm -hmm. My mama got me a birthday gift. That's cool. Real early. Birthday not even until like a week from Monday. But she was just like, I want to get you some shoes. I'm like, Mom, you ain't bought me nothing in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this is unrealistic. Why? Well, I got skeptical. I'm like, what you want? Yeah. Tell me something you want. <laughs> but nah, shout out to Mama Dukes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I got some new shoes. I was excited. That's cool. And they're comfortable. Yeah, they look dope. Yeah, so, man. I don't think Richard's going to post them on Instagram or nothing. I might. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. My wife might beat me up if I try to do it, though. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, why are you... That's such a... you such a hood rat. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do hood rat stuff. I'm going to do hood rat teams. <laughs> Next week, I'm doing hood rat teams. Yeah, man. I'm like fake. They called me... They said I'm Jamaican. Okay. As of my trip to Montego Bay, so... Uh-huh. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> I'm part Jamaican, uh. Yeah. No appropriation intended. I feel This that, is though. from the actual residents that like, stay there, so... I feel, I feel that, like that's though. legit. That's dope. I feel that. Like, so I like to be that too. But the cool thing about that was we were able to donate to a, a charity that helps the downtrodden youth in that community to um, help with like their uh, the music. Okay. So I actually helped to buy instruments and help their music program. So mm-hmm. um, in lieu of that, between that and then some other stuff I bought, I made sure that anything I actually bought from the gift shop uh-huh. went to a certain cause. Okay. And it was like, no, 
no worries from now on. You know, you're you're part of us, and we love your wife more than you, but you're cool. Because <laughs> she was just, like, loving all the music and just, yeah. we just having a ball. So, that's my claim. Uh-huh. I am part Jamaican. If you tell me I'm not, I'm probably going to punch <laughs> you in the face. That's what Jamaicans do. They punch people. No, they don't. I'm lying. Yeah. But uh, they're really awesome. I, mean, I want to go back. Yeah, I love the culture there. But that wasn't last week. That was like <laughs> two years ago. So last week was still cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to hopefully going back one day. But not next week. The job that I had before the job I'm at right now, we had like a, a work trip. Yeah. Like out of town or whatever at a different location for the, for the company. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of us, all the engineers, I went out to dinner at Texas Roadhouse. Oh, boy. Texas Roadhouse has this drink called a Jamaican Cowboy. Jamaican cowboy. I don't know if I charged that. I ordered Sounds it. like appropriation. <laughs> no, I ordered it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dress like, appropriator. When I turned 21, it was the, that was the first drink I ever had, like Jamaican cowboy at Texas mm. Row House. My parents was there and everything. And they're like, you're just drinking 21. Like, what's, what's cool? It was my birthday. So I ordered it there again. This time, of course, I was like 25. And like ever since then, as long as I was at that company, everybody called me the Jamaican cowboy. You're a Jamaican cowboy. <laughs> Terrell, the Jamaican cowboy. Jarrell, the Jamaican cowboy, meets <laughs> Chip Schmidt. Anyway, we ain't gonna go there. Yeah. Cause we left, we left Chip out in the sun this, uh, yeah. 100 degree plus weather. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> at least 30, at least 30. Keep them photons off you, bro. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, come on. It's just photons. Come on. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Um, Let's get into some sports stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what guys do, right? We talk sports. Yep. Just out of the blue, like right now, like it just happened. Okay. So. You're telling me something new because I don't even know yet. I, you know, I don't know anything. Yeah. I just saw that on ESPN that LeBron and his wife is coming back from the uh, vacation mm-hmm. and traveling to LA. Yeah. But they also seen like moving trucks in his place in Ohio. <laughs> and this was like breaking news. I'm like, this man is moving. Leave him alone. Right. Like, dang, that man can't even, like, <laughs> pluck a fingernail. LeBron James has got the dirt out of his nails <laughs> in the state of Florida. Which means he also took his hat off. Yeah. And they say where you put your hat is your home. Yeah. It's like, come on, you yeah, preaching, bro. Be insinuating too much, though. But the rumors are that he's going to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be forming this super team of Kawhi Leonard and yeah. Paul George and... They're going to win not one, not two, <laughs> not three, not four. Y'all know the rest. I think it should be we're going to lose not one, <laughs> not two, it, but three. It, it kind of should be. Besides the fact that I have a LeBron's right now, so that's my man, so chill. Yeah. But, yeah, you might lose about three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, anyway, it's all this speculation everywhere, so yeah. I don't care where he goes. I just wish him the best, and... Maybe they can beat Steph again one day, but I think seeing him in LA would be it would be dope. It'd be different. It would be. I feel like I wouldn't like it from like a Lakers fan perspective because it's like the whole like buying titles and buying like being competitive and stuff. It's not like organic, but I mean that's the no. Nah, LA wants to be relevant again, and having LeBron makes you relevant. Yeah. It just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. So. That is that is the Hollywood way, isn't it? Like just take people from wherever they are. And- yeah, that's the Hollywood way. <laughs> <laughs> also, the sources say that <laughs> Oscar Robinson Part Two basically yeah. is uh, hosting a summer high party with Paul George in town, okay. 
<laughs> Which means Paul George ain't going nowhere because he's partying, right? <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. Who comes up with this stuff, man? They said Paul George actually likes Oklahoma City, you know? Why would you like Oklahoma City? I'm like... pulling my best Kevin Durant impression right now about Oklahoma City, you know? Yeah. Oklahoma who? <laughs> remember that interview? Yeah, I remember that. Trash. But, like, Snake. like those NBA reporters go listen to, like, the satellite radio, like, on the way to work. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, they had, like, the NBA radio thing. Yeah. And so, like, on NBA radio, like, their reporters were saying, like, Paul George, like, the way his, like, character or behavior is, is, like, he's a low-key guy. And so, he doesn't actually like, uh, you know, all of the, like, glitz and glamour. Right. He'd rather be, like, the background person. He'd rather be, like, the number two option. So, they were saying, like, he enjoys Oklahoma City because he goes fishing. Like he's like a real like competitive like fishing guy. And That's legit. He could just like lay low key, just sit by Live the dock. Live your best life. Yeah. So they say he actually likes like the community that is like surrounding him right now. I hope he stay there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good fit just because I've seen. I, I love to watch them play. Actually, to be honest with you. Okay. Just the way Russ does what he does, mm-hmm. and then after he done, he like all right, I'm gonna be a point guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next thing you know. <laughs> Paul George come up court, uh-huh. give you a, give you one of them jabs, <laughs> give you a hezzy, just he, he pull up anywhere. Yeah, like that time he did against the Pistons when he played for the Pacers. Yeah. That was trash. Yeah, he he did one of those. Everybody chill. I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like half court and just nailed like a regular jump shot. I was like, man, we lost this game. Yeah. It's a wrap. Like but yeah, I want him to be a Piston. But and again. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just trying to get better, man. We could have had him too, but we man, Brandon Knight that year, something like that. <laughs> Who? It was like the same year we could have had. We could have had Kawhi, Paul. Oh, Thompson, I remember. Thompson, but we picked Brandon Knight. I think. I remember perfectly. You know why I remember? Why? Because I still remember DeAndre Jordan's face. After he got, after Brandon Knight oh, got yeah. dunked on yeah. by Blake Griffin and his non-dunk, because yeah. he threw it in the room and everybody was like, oh. But he also got crossed over a couple people. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I don't care about that guy. Hope LeBron does well. <laughs> Shout out to Paul George and and DeAndre George just opted out of this contract too. Yeah, so, oh well, I don't care about Dallas. You don't? Who? I like I like Dallas. Who? Dennis Smith you mean Jr. you mean Dirk? Dallas Dirkland. Dennis Smith Jr. is dope. You mean Dirkland? Dennis Smith Jr. is dope. Dirkland. I don't like Harrison Barnes that much. No, that's your, no, no, that's your boy. Oh. That's your boy. Play with Golden State. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, Come on, he, he's a former warrior. You got to love him, man. He, he's not a viable. A championship team. He's not a viable option. He, he was on that. He was in that series. That was all they had. Like, <laughs> You ain't no real fan, bro. Man, Harrison you Barnes. probably haven't know about the Trail Sprewell. Harrison Barnes is okay. But Trail Sprewell used to play for the Warriors. Okay. Coach. All right, you cool, then. He went to New York, then Minnesota. Golden State history, folks. Yeah. Little Trail Spree with chunks out coaches. How about that? Yeah. I remember he played for Minnesota. That was weird. Yeah. I liked him on Minnesota. I wish he had a re And that him. ugly he guy, Sam Cassell. Remember that guy? Yeah, I remember Sam Cassell. Okay. Yeah. That guy was ugly as so. hell. Yeah. I, I like that Timberwolves. Team. His game was cold, but that man was ugly. Like, I you never, can't lie. See, I was young, so I didn't understand Sam Cassell's game. No, and I didn't. I got older, and I was like, oh. Because it's like, I always thought. You like, go back and watch it. Yeah, and I mean, like, when I was a kid, like, when you were a kid, you just want to see offense. So, I was like, he wasn't a person that would average, like, 20 points and whatever, so. You know how I felt that way about Loki? Eric Snow. I still don't like Eric Snow. Nobody does. Yeah. He got this big nose. I still don't understand his game. <laughs> like, he averaged, like, eight points his career, like, for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. And it's like, But how? his game was to be a solid point guard for who? 
Allen Iverson. I don't get that though. I got it because Allen Iverson was the man. You can't you can't outshine Allen Iverson. Eric Snow went to Cleveland though, and he still didn't do nothing, and he still was like I forgot that happened. Number one point guard. And I'm like, how is I Eric forgot Snow? that happened. How is he the number one point guard for Cleveland, and he still doesn't do anything? But I never understood like how he made it that long in the NBA. You know, people hibernate in the snow. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. But maybe he hibernated his entire career so he didn't produce nothing. Anyway, yeah. moving on <laughs> from that. So the music for your mental of this week is obviously the OD2. Probably the fact that Beyonce and Jay-Z are still climbing charts out here. So mm-hmm. I haven't heard no official numbers yet, but I'm pretty sure that it got unlimited streams because it's part of the Beehive's collection. So yeah. let's just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And outside of other stuff, I gave my uh, my my ones through streams to Drake for his new uh, double album, okay. Scorpion. Yeah. And of course, they played it on the radio all day today. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> by a creature, by habit, <laughs> I played some of it. I think that one song with him and Michael Jackson is really dope. I did hear that song. That was pretty dope to me. Yeah. There's was- another one. Um, he sampled. It was cold to me too. I want to say he sampled. What was that? Was that Patty? I probably didn't hear that one. I don't know if it was Patty or Anita. I have to go back. I have to give it an actual once through again. But once you find it, just send it to me. I got you. I don't think I'm gonna listen much. But of course, Facebook are Facebook people are like the ultimate critics because they think they know music. So I've got every garbage thing I've heard to hear about it. It's a classic when it comes out. Oh, is this video? They played like one second, like it was like three snares, uh-huh. and it was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Drake is a genius, bro!" Some crazy like that. I was like, "What? <laughs> this doesn't even make sense." Like, what are you even saying? Yeah. But that's yeah. how everyone is now, and I, I hate that. That's how they are about Beyonce. You know that, right? I think Beyonce has proven to like have that confidence to like make those bold statements, though. We gonna leave it at that. I feel like with hip hop, we gonna leave it. Hip hop takes time. Beyonce just dropped the hip hop album and featured Jay Z. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, she kind of mm-hmm. she came through with the bars mm-hmm. on like less than ten tracks, I think. Okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, everything is love for real. So, moving on. Um, so shout out to our mental matter of the week. This is what we doing this week yep. and today. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Happy Fourth of July early though. Yeah, this is coming. So um, we kind of want to continue the discussion just about you know last week we talked about all Juneteenth and it wasn't like basically the whole model is you know we suffer quote unquote suffered for so long as a culture mm-hmm. as far as African Americans and you know we've proven that we can exist in our certain spaces of professionalism. Mm-hmm. And so, our chosen profession. So now we are, you know, sometimes the minorities in our certain spaces. Okay. So rather that be you're that one black, you know, uh, team member, or you're the only engineer, or yep. you're the first black doctor at your at your uh, hospital, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know. So all that to say, representation matters, mm-hmm. and that is basically the basis of our discussion today, and. You know, I think you more of the expert than me, 
Because you be out here with the books and the novels and all the real knowledge. And <laughs> I'm just a wingman in this case. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, you be legit out here with the facts and figures, man. I be saying like, dang. I'm trying to. I got to contribute to this discussion. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's try not to say nothing goofy. Cool. But, yeah. So, representation matters. And so, I guess to kind of kick this thing off, why does representation matter? Like, indirectly, just like as a, as a black man and as growing up as like a black youth, like, you just gravitate to people that look like you. Um, and so, <clears throat> as a black person, you turn on television, you see a lot of athletes, a lot of rappers, uh, you see just everyone in entertainment, but you don't necessarily see... Um, like you said, like the doctors or the lawyers. Maybe now on television you do, but back right. in the 90s, uh, it was more like sitcom-based stuff. It wasn't like Grey's Anatomy type stuff that was on then, you know, mm-hmm. where you could see like actually like black doctors and stuff. Right. But um, but representation matters because it's like if you see someone who looks like you or has the same background as you, then <clears throat> that lets you know that you can go just as far, if not farther, than the path that they've created. So... Um, let's say for instance, like someone from like the same middle school or elementary school that I went to grows up to be like some billionaire that, or somebody who's like a mayor or someone who's like very prominent in the community. Like that sets a standard for, for me to say, Hey, he went to this middle school. He went to this high school. Um, he went to this college. He's like, in some cases he's an alumni of this fraternity and he set out like to do all these excellent things. Therefore... Mm -hmm. I'm a part of that lineage through like the path that he created from going to the same school, fraternity, things of that nature. So that's why representation matters because if you see someone who has the same background as you, like they travel the same path as you, then you know that you can do the same great things that they've done. Mm. That's legit. For me, it really matters because of you. I think you touched on it. It's really, and just from my standpoint, if you've ever seen anybody that is in a place that you want to be or you want to get to, mm-hmm. then you kind of map out your success to use that person as a stepping stone. And not in a negative sense, but more so looking at, hey, you know what? I know that if I take a similar path to what they did, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to fast track it, get to where they are, okay. and then keep pushing forward after that. Mm-hmm. So... The weird thing is, for me, in my career just now, like, even where I'm at right now, I feel like being in, you know, who I am in my family, that I didn't understand what some of those milestones were until I got to certain points. Okay. Like, I didn't know that I never had, you know, anybody in my lineage to become, like, a black engineer legit through, like, a, you know, graduating from a university with a BS degree until I actually did it. Okay. Like, my mom would, like, say, you know, you're going to be a black engineer, mm-hmm. this, that, and third, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I know. Like, that's the goal. Yeah. And then I found out that my great uncle mm-hmm. retired as an engineer. Okay. But he didn't get the degree. He just did the work. Mm-hmm. So, he got all his engineering knowledge and experience yep. from just working in that field. Okay. So, here I come, this young at the time. You know, 24, 25-year-old man, yep. you know, graduating with an engineering degree mm-hmm. and stepping into a role making over $70,000 a year. Yep. And it's like, who does that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and 
you know, even starting in, you know, getting raises and working on these big projects and, mm-hmm. you know, representing the company and all this other stuff, that representation matters because you get into a workplace and people look at you like, who do you think you are? Yeah, what are you doing here? You're not even a year in. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be using all these certain tools that I had to use, mm-hmm. doing things my way where I had to go through it. It's like, I can't identify with you. I don't even know what you did. <laughs> I'm doing this my own way, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to paint out my best picture of what I think this should be. And if I've never seen anybody do that or have an example to go off of, then I'm going to feel like I'm going to be misguided. So you get those mentors, and you get those people, mm-hmm. and now you're actually, all right, this is what I'm mapping it out to look like. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody else needs that representation, not going to tell my story, mm-hmm. and they have something to baseline off of, and by moving on forward. So, in, in my family, in short to say, I didn't have that total example of what it meant to be that person in my profession or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But now that I am where I am and I'm aspiring to where I'm trying to go, mm-hmm. now there's somebody that can look at me and say, oh, this guy did this thing in this field mm-hmm. and did that field and thrived in this. Mm-hmm. So, now, if I want to do something he did, let me talk to him. And... You keep the cycle going that way. So, that's how I think representation matters. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a very crazy situation because, again, being the only person of color or, like, the only, um, just whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you see that situation, it's like, dang, this shit is difficult <laughs> because I don't have that many people, if any, to go to. So then you quote unquote form these cliques uh-huh. in these companies or wherever and try to find people that look like you or represent what you represent. Uh-huh. And then you try to make allies and try to go up the ladder that way. And it's like, dang, uh-huh. it's hard. It is. <laughs> Representation matters because this stuff is hard to uh-huh. do by yourself. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, that's just my outlook on it. So, but, you know, for that. You know, that's what's happened if you don't see somebody um, like you in a, in a successful position. But mm-hmm. I guess the next question would be, what does seeing somebody um, in a successful position do for your outlook? Seeing somebody who <clears throat> has, like, a similar background as me, uh, maybe, like, raised the same way as me, seeing them in a successful position, like, it gives you a positive outlook. Right. Um, it lets you know that, I guess it's kind of like how I said, like, previously in the previous question, like, it lets you know, like, what, what you're capable of doing, um, if you're able to have the discipline and the drive that they had, the passion that they had, um, like, for instance, <laughs> this is a funny one, but I always tell everyone, like, I, one day I want to actually, like, own a yacht. I guess I don't tell everyone that, but. Own a yacht? Yeah, I want to own a yacht one day. Can we be like Jay Z and them? And- exactly. <laughs> That's where I'm going with it. Like, Already, I, was, like, I just got so excited. I was like, like if I had a friend that had a yacht <laughs> and we do legit things, like I was like ten years old. And I was over at one of my grandparents' house, and in Detroit, you get like Channel sixty eight, and that's like the music channel. <laughs> it's like Highland Park, Detroit music channel is Channel sixty eight. You remember the box? I do. I, I came in like the end of it, so I didn't. I don't know like the original box. Oh <laughs> my god! I came in like the end. For all that don't know, and I know there's somebody like, what the heck is that? 
the box was like a music channel, right? Yeah. And you had all the dope videos that came on, mm-hmm. but the uh, <laughs> but the picture was really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew what song and video it was because mm-hmm. you seen it on like BET or MTV at the time. But then they played like a good, I don't know, like two minutes of it, and it was like. <laughs> and then they had a really dope logo. Google the that's what y'all that's your homework. Go check out the box TV network. You gonna find it. I swear you are. But yeah, just like seeing like the Jay Z Big Pippin video. Like that's the, what I thought of. The message may not it's the be exact video. <laughs> the message might not be a positive message, but seeing him like in the Caribbean, like. Smoking like a cigar, like just like living like life, having fun, like he's down there. Exactly. Him, like Dame, like you see like Bun B and Pimp C, like Pimp C standing from like this, I think it was all white Bentley at the time and it was like they were just having so much fun. Like they're at a festival, like they got like I don't know like exactly what I think they were like in Trinidad and Tobago for that video. Um, but they like waving like the, the, the flags and everything and it's just like, man, that yacht looks so dope. <laughs> it's like he yeah, has like he's so fresh. He got like the like the uh, um the icy like wrist bracelet, and he had like the watch on the other hand, and like yeah, the sunglasses. This is dope. Like he had the all white, like you know, he had the white beater on, and the, like, it was just dope. So I saw that video as a kid, and I was just like, I want to do that one. <laughs> like I want to be like in the Caribbean, like on a yacht. No, I'm have to be in the Caribbean. We be on Detroit River, like throwing fishing lines <laughs> off the side of the yacht, and I'll just be happy with that. So. But just like seeing that, it's just like that's that that gave me like a goal in the back of my head. Like as a kid, like one day I want to be like on a yacht, just like having fun, like with friends and family. That's legit. Yeah. So when you get this yacht, let me know. Yeah. I'll be there. I appreciate. But that. we're not gonna just have a bunch of like crazy chicks on there. No, no. We actually have our wives on there. Yeah, of course. And still do the same ratchet stuff, <laughs> but actually married. Yeah. Instead of like popping bottles like this, yeah. you gotta wear your red ring on it. Yeah. So you know it's real. <laughs> so you know this is a legit dream that legit people can have. Yeah. If you do things the right way. It'll probably be like sparkling cider for me, most likely. But yeah. Sparkling cider. Yeah. You lying. You know what? <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I know you lying. So I know exactly the type of water you like to drink, sir. I like water water. Yeah, water water. <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean? I heard it in a rap song. It means I heard it in the oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know no, what I heard of that? But this is an old rap song. They was talking about some other type of water. So I'm not you know that I heard of that before? Word. It was a very ratchet song. Word. It said dripping like water. Exactly. Moving on. Are you talking about Cardi B? Did, well, I don't know. I don't think it was Cardi B. This is old. But we're not going to get into that okay, because okay, yeah. there are kids listening somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we mean dripping out the faucet like water, dang it. Okay. That's right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what's cool thing about this is... And this actually kind of ties into one of our favorite shout-outs that we're going to do a little bit later. Even though we shout-out them out last week. Um, so, what happens for me when I found somebody that was successful in a position that I aspired to be in? It was actually a woman who was my mentor. So, shout-out to the up-and-coming Dr. Fletcher. She knows she is. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's a Wayne State alum and got her Ph.D., um, from Norfolk State University. I met her before. You have. Yeah. She's dope. She I is. love her. Yep. Hope she heard that. She better <laughs> listen. But anyway, um, I didn't know any like male Emmy, like mechanical engineering students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only knew of her because our ecosystem at the time was so small. Mm-hmm. It was one person I was in, 
Um, it's actually two people in computer science. She was doing mechanical engineering. You had a bunch of other people that were just in and out of the organization we were in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she was only in me. Okay. And then I, it was funny because right after I had jumped on board this organization, and my wife did as an IE student. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I saw. I didn't see anything else. Okay. But I seen the way that she... Uh, I'm not going to say paraded because that just sounds like she was clothing. But she was about her shit. I mm-hmm, mean, mm-hmm. she was one of the top students in our class. Yep. She was from Flint. Shout out to Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she worked at, like, at Tardec, too, at the Army base. Yep. And so I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. Like, she does this. Yep. <laughs> and so I knew I had to be better than her. Uh-huh. Um, another is actually my sister-in-law. She is... Uh, um, she she has her MBA as well as a master's. I want to say in engineering management, but she also has an ME by okay. her bachelor's degree. Wow. Um, and even with that, I only saw successful black women. Okay. Which is, if you look at it in general terms, mm-hmm. that can sometimes seem like an oxymoron because you know black women are underrepresented, yep. and you know yep. in STEM fields. Gotcha. Shout out to she too. And so you see that, and it's like okay. You know, for me, I don't see men doing this. Mm-hmm. So, in my case, I feel like, in terms, I'm the minority here. Okay. So, now I need to do what I got to do to pay about that path. Mm-hmm. So, I can either meet fellow enemies mm-hmm. or bring them up behind me. Okay. And so, but my path is uniquely different. I mean, our organization had just majority women. And I was the only guy at the time, really. Besides, mm-hmm. so like, one other person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as time goes on, you get more people out. Because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, all that to say... You know, just by seeing her as an example, Dr. Fletcher is an example of my sister-in-law, who was somebody that was kind of coaching me and saying, you need to make sure you don't get to where I'm at, but be better. Mm-hmm. And that was always the model I stick by now is don't don't be like me, be better than me. Okay. And that, for me, it was like a um, kind of a propelling, if you will, say, all right, this is where I am. And they mm-hmm. flipped me up to <laughs> okay. hopefully be better. So, um and I think it's someone helped, so I'm really grateful for those dope people that came around. So, um, yeah. Mm. So, shout out to do dope women doing dope things in this, them streets, man. I like that. Yeah. So, I guess the next thing I'm kind of curious about is, um, and I think we, I touched on it a little bit, but as far as different people whose representation you model um, in different areas of your life. So... For you, do you think you have those type of people? Like people that you kind of model your success after? Yeah. I have, uh, like, I kind of, like, broke it up in my head, like, to different areas. Really? That's interesting you said that, but go ahead. So, like, as far as family, um, like, a family man, I I look to, like, my dad. Mm. He was always there for family, always, like, the constant provider. Like, never had to, like, wonder if he was going to be there tomorrow. So, Mm. I take, like my model from family from him but let's say like as far as being like a a black professional I try to like model and speak like with the I try to speak with like the precision that Obama has do you do the hand thing? no Fair. So like for, That's the Obama thing. Y'all know what it is. He'll put that uh he'll put the index with the thumb and sometimes the middle finger. But it'd be mainly those two. 
and he'll speak with precision. <laughs> exactly. So every time he drops the real word on you, and my hands moving as we speak, yep. he'll actually <laughs> he'll do that, and you're like, oh, he's this is I should listen to this part. Uh-huh. But you listen to the whole speech because he continues to do this. Yep. But anyway, I ain't mean to cut you off, yeah. bro. No, that's cool. That's just funny. But like, so like, yeah, my dad for family professionalism, like Obama. Um, as far as being, like, I guess, like, in financial realm, I would say Sean Carter. Shout out to Sean. Because it's just, like, the stuff that he's been able to do from just coming in in 96 is just, like, unbelievable. Yeah. So, that's the type of person that, like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like, people, like, in, in music that do business that I would, like, model for, like, finances or, like, making brands. So, like, Diddy would be, like, another person. Mogul, like, but has dude is a mogul, bro. Right, it's like he sells them and that anything. stupid dance he used to do, but they made money, bro. <laughs> and I don't know, like I'm sure, like for our generation before us, it might be different people that they had. But like as you said, like this is what was like represented to me, like as a kid growing up. So you turn on the TV and you see, um, like rappers wearing Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, it's like oh, they're getting paid off of like them being their own brand. So these are like the businessmen that like I saw growing up. Um, so that's why I always like tend to like lean towards like rap examples if people. <laughs> but you know that type of representation matters to me too because, um, so not only in my professional realm, mm-hmm. as far as being an engineer, being a black engineer, yep. and you know, kind of standing the test of time with that. But again, similar to you and your uh, your yacht story, <laughs> uh, I remember. I think for me that representation matters in terms of. If you don't like what's going on around you, build your own stuff. Mm-hmm. And ironically, mm-hmm. that comes from Mr. Carter himself as well. Because yeah. I remember when Rockaway came out mm-hmm. and my mom had bought me a shirt. Uh-huh. Only, it wasn't because it was Rockaway. Uh-huh. It was because it had RW in the back. Cool. And I was like, oh, that's my initials. <laughs> I'm wearing my initials on my back. And I think I was one of the first people in my school to have Rockaway. Uh-huh. It was like dark blue shirt. Let's see if I can actually get another one of those. But anyway, um, but I had this shirt, and it was like, oh, that man got his initials on his back. That's what's up. You represent yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of used that to say, all right, if you don't like what's going on, be your best self. Yeah. And sometimes that representation is, I don't care what y'all doing. I'm just going to do me. Mm-hmm. And if y'all like it, then you love it. If you don't, then that's your personal problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a little bit of my <laughs> confidence comes from. Yeah. So some people look at it as a type of arrogance. Like, he's all about himself. It's like, no. I'm on some LeVar Ball type stuff. Like, I think that my my brand mm-hmm. is the dopest thing out here. Because yep. I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Who's going to believe in it if you don't? Right. I don't want that if you don't believe in it. Right. If you don't believe in this brand new car you just built, mm-hmm. why am I going to buy this? Because yeah. that mother might blow up on the freeway. <laughs> so what am I doing driving your... Uh, I was going to use a Chrysler example, but never mind. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> but it's shade because they trash. Anyway, um... <laughs> I ain't get no more jobs there, I guess. Oh well. But anyway, shout out to people that work at Chrysler. I'm not shaming you. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it again because I have my reasons. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story like how Rocket Warrior got started? No. I mean, I don't know if like I only know about the shirt example. I'm just being honest with you. I know that Jay Z said this is my stuff. What we doing? I think and it- I had the shirt. That's as far as I know back. I so think it was like. I saw an interview with Dame, and they asked him, like, yeah, how did you start Rockefeller? I mean, Rock Aware. And he was just like, well, we already had the music popping, and Jay was, like, number one on the charts, you know, him, X, and Ja. And he was like, uh, we used to wear, like, so many different brands, 
and like we noticed how much these brands were selling. And then he used the example I think where he said like LL Cool J was doing like a, a Gap commercial from like in the nineties. I remember that in the commercial he said Forest buy us. And everybody they said like Gap has so many people go to their stores asking for Fubu because in the commercial LL Cool J said Forest buy us and his rap in the Gap commercial he's selling Gap but he used the Fubu. Ah. And so, <laughs> and so LL Cool J got his money through Gap and then he went on to Fubu I guess, but. Um, Dane was saying like well we were like making all this money for all these other companies and so we were just like if people want to buy it because we're wearing it we're wearing our own stuff and he that's like, it we'll just monetize everything in our lives after that so he said after the music he said the music was a soundtrack to their life and then, that's it and then after like I think like volume 2 when Jay came out with that that's when like Rockaware got launched and then um, after Rockaway, that's when they started going into like the Forty Forty Club and like making their own tours and all of that stuff, like putting out state property stuff, making films and stuff. So he was just like basically like. Remember the movie State Property? It was dope, man. <laughs> the first one was cool. ABM. The second one was trash. Yeah, the second one was trash. <laughs> the first one was really dope. Yeah, I liked. I liked. Um, what was the line? I can't even think of it now. It's pro- I probably shouldn't even say it. We're going we gonna to watch their property soon. It's going to happen. Yeah. Even if it's separately. I'm watching this movie. Yeah. But it's only for the it's only for the memories. When the last time you saw it? Man, back when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're doing this for the memories, bro. So, even if you fast forward to now, and this is maybe a little bit off topic, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Um... So not that I necessarily model all these things after my current life in my current life, but I mean you have that, and now you have such things like to all these. I'll put it this way: everything on down, mm-hmm. that representation matters. Not just to us personally, yeah. but like just period. Because let's just be real: mm-hmm. who are this, the inventors of hip hop? Us. Boom. Yeah. Who did this music stuff? Us. Okay. Yep. Like, who basically built the railroads in this nation? <laughs> well, history says it was... Come on. <laughs> I wish you would. Do you remember the story of John Henry? Yeah, Let's go the there. Story of John Henry, yeah. Okay. The man with his hammer. Yep. Building yep. what? Railroads. Okay. <laughs> John Henry was a black man. Even the story just said that and he wasn't real. He was real. Mm-hmm. All we're gonna say about that, but all that to say, I mean, there's always these project managers and people that oversee stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't actually think about the people that put the nails in the ground, yeah. And that's just in anything that we do, mm-hmm. and so that's why seeing those certain people in higher spaces mm-hmm. matters. So when you see, um, and I'm gonna just use this case. In different uses in different cases, when you see the CEO of a company being a woman, mm-hmm. or if you see the CEO of or like a CFO or uh, just any person in a high position yep. being black male or black woman, things of that nature, mm-hmm. then you see yourself as, hey, I can do this. Yep. They can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're high and mighty. Yep. Maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people even look at Beyonce this way. Yep. <laughs> but this is real. But she, because she's so successful, mm-hmm. because she saw somebody that kind of looked like her yep. in this space of, like, just complete stardom. Yeah. 
And now she's the baddest chick in the world, according <laughs> to the world. And if you ever down talk her, you'll probably get beat up, cussed out on Facebook, and <laughs> denounced life. Like, these people will come for you. I've, I know. I've seen it. Personally. Firsthand. I always laugh at the Beyonce joke because it says, like, everybody wants to be Beyonce until it's time to uh, marry an ugly guy. <laughs> or that meme that said, I cheated, so I had to do this. <laughs> My God. But I ain't really get off topic. But. <laughs> Ape shit is the song. all I gotta say. Regardless of the stuff he wearing in the video, that means he has money. That doesn't mean his wife made him do it, so skip right. y'all. Right. Anyway, um, but you see that representation up there. You see the people that make these clothing lines, that make this music, that make streaming apps, that are chief engineers, that are CFOs of Starbucks and all this other stuff like that. And it's like, dang, yep. I want to be that. What I gotta do? Yep. What's their story? So then you want to know their story. Mm-hmm. Then you want to emulate what they did, right. and then you finally get there. Uh-huh. Now you're making your own story because you're going farther than them. Yeah. And sometimes, fortunately and unfortunately, we got to go through those different methods to you know, achieve this quote unquote greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, financially, I wish we could do that as a culture, but yeah. we like fancy cars and stuff too much, so that ain't gonna happen no time soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope, I, it will happen sometime soon. I'm gonna speak it because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Fair it enough. I only say that because I had a, <laughs> I had a discussion with somebody earlier. Yeah. I'm not even gonna say who it was. Don't. <laughs> if they ever hear this, then they gonna know. But this mug told me that the city of Detroit. I mean, let's be keep it hundred. The city of Detroit has struggled in the past. Yeah. There's a certain level that we're trying to, quote-unquote, get back to. Mm-hmm. I always argue that we ain't went nowhere. We were just always trying to progress for greatness. Yeah, I say the same thing. And, But even on top of that, you got people that get theirs, become successful, mm-hmm. and be like, well, city's jacked up, I'm leaving. Yeah. And then they say things like, you know, I can't afford... You know, I'm, I can't afford to stay here because mm-hmm. they're trying to force people out of neighborhoods and gentrification. And some of this just very well is evident to be true. Yep. I get it. Mm-hmm. But if you have three different cars that all cost <laughs> original like original like retail price of at least forty thousand dollars and above, crazy, and your monthly note for insurance for all this stuff is like a thousand bucks, you can't tell me that. People are trying to push you out of your house versus you don't know how to scale down your life mm-hmm. to afford a sustainable life. Right. So you need to quit with all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I got so angry. Mm-hmm. You can consider that my spillet. I don't care. <laughs> but I got so angry because of the fact that you're not doing anything to shift the culture. Mm-hmm. You're only talking about the problems. Yeah. And this person was going into engineering. Okay. So for me, a true engineer thinks this is a problem. This how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. This house working. Mm-hmm. Is it a design flaw or is the house being operated? And then from there, what are the typical troubleshooting solutions yep. to fix this problem? Yep. Instead of saying, this is the problem, it can't be fixed, fuck it. Yeah. It's like, no, it do doesn't that. work. Yeah. And again, this is my spill, so I say whatever works, I work <laughs> right now. But like at the end of the day, to me, that person hasn't seen that representation. And because you haven't seen that, you're uninspired to get to that point. And I think, for me, that's where it kind of differs. It lines up. 
Okay. So I have the mindset I've never seen this certain thing. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen black male representation when it comes to mental health. Okay. So this guy here wants to do that podcast, mm-hmm. and I can be a part of that. So let's do that. Person B says, I haven't seen this. It's always going to be this way. So I'm going to flight. Fight or flight. Mm-hmm. To me, that's why the representation matters. Okay. And it's not to say that you have the quote-unquote unicorns that don't necessarily need to see, need to see yeah. the direct representation. Mm-hmm. But some people need to see that direct representation. Yeah. And if you don't, then you going to leave for some weird place that nobody ever heard of mm-hmm. just to make all this money so you can sustain your everyday life. And you're not actually going to live where you want to live at. You're going to come back anyway. Yeah. Like, I know this person going to come back to the city, so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back, too. Well, you're <laughs> a little bit different right yeah, now. Yeah. I understand that part. <laughs> but, again, I don't know. So, I'm only two miles out. It ain't no, no Yeah, you only two miles out. Yeah. But. I'm st- I still claim Detroit. Thank God. Because I, I, I wouldn't talk to you. I'm proud of where I come from. Thank you. 48205 Eastside. Yeah, you better represent then. Yeah, got to. 48224 <laughs> in this thing, though, was good. Anyway, we're not going to have a ratchet set right All here. Right. <laughs> but anyway, moving back to the main course we're here. Um, <laughs> I think we legit went through all this. <laughs> so I'm going to make something up. Um,. Far as representation, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of talked a little bit about celebrities, mm-hmm. and even last episode we kind of talked. Well, one of our previous episodes we kind of talked of like sitcom dads that you know really mm-hmm. was legit. Yep. Let's do it because we are on the whole subject of representation. Okay. I mean, to me, that's what the type of dad I would want to be. Mm-hmm. But just overall, like. Just like role models, and I actually seen this topic. Okay, and so I played the game in terms of this random uh, post that was on Instagram by the members of the She Two podcast. Uh-huh. And so, basically, what it was is five people. Well, I think it was four people that you want to um, have in your circle. Okay, and for me, yeah, I chose some really dope individuals. And I'm trying to go back to my list. You about to go back to your list? <laughs> we're gonna do this. I mean, we're gonna compare lists. That's what we about to do. So, who was on your list? Or did you find it? I haven't found it. You didn't find it. I'm gonna try to beat you because I know the podcast name, and I don't bet you don't. I got it right. Oh dang! <laughs> so much for that. All right. So anyway. <laughs> the first post I pull up is something from there. Well, I guess it's funny. So, for me, it was... Wait. I come in post? I know I posted. <laughs> nope. It didn't go. Oh, man. Uh-huh. So, for me, it was President Obama. It was J. Cole. <laughs> I cheated and said Migos, but Quavo seems like pretty, he's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Dave Ramsey. Because, again, you have to have these different people around because, at least for me. So, 
Brock represents that influence, and I can't they kind of mention that too. Mm-hmm. He has that influence in terms of, you know, that speaking influence, that action influence. Mm-hmm. He makes you feel like anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Like I remember he was running for president, yeah. came to Wayne State, and I went, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Dang, we are gonna change something." Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. That's was, what's up. I was still in high school at that time. I'm, I'm old, bad. dang. I'm no, old. it was only by a year. I'm I, old. When, nope. when, I couldn't even vote for Obama the first time because I was. I can say I voted for President Obama the first election. I can't say that. The second time, I can say that. That's fair. Yeah. I'm proud of it, though. Yeah. So, him, J. Cole, because why not? <laughs> um, just because to me, he just. He speaks sense into a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. Just about stuff that nobody else is trying to talk about like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have people like Nas that does it, that Jay-Z does it. You mm-hmm. have people that, I mean, low-key, some of our legends, like the Tupacs and the Biggies do it, um, just all the way since the beginning of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. The whole basis of it was to to educate and elevate the, the, the culture, really. Yeah. And even people like Chance the Rapper, but, I mean, I chose J. Cole just for that primary reason, just because of right now, especially with the whole topic of mental health and addiction and whatnot. Um, Quavo because let's just be real that's off the wall one <laughs> for me it's crazy because I legit like the Mikos and I don't know why sometimes mm-hmm. but for, it's so catchy it's like you're sitting there and then the song come on and you just bust out with all the ad-libs mm-hmm. it's, just, <laughs> it's just fun music like that's just what it is it, sometimes it makes legit no sense at all, but mm-hmm. it's just fun music, mm-hmm. and you know it'd be no judgment about what's actually being said. It's just hey, it's all good. Mm-hmm. And then the one key thing is when it comes to getting your life financially, mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey really helps set us straight, like in terms of what we're doing with spending. Mm-hmm. And I mean, besides the fact you need a random white guy to help make your circle stronger, mm-hmm. but anyway. <laughs> His approach to actually like changing your life financially mm-hmm. has literally like helps. Now I'm gonna say like save our marriage, and so I mean yeah, I want somebody to save my marriage mm-hmm. a lot of times every day <laughs> in case I ever mess up. So um, financially, he's definitely helped me kind of change my mindset about you know the type of job I want or you know how much money I actually want to make and actually having well. Actually defining what my net worth is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm actually owning assets. And it's like, oh, I want to be worth $5. I want to be worth more. <laughs> like, you've ever seen those none like questions and they'll be like, you know, how much money you have in your bank account? How much do you, what do you own, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that one day. I'm like, dang, my net worth is actually what I physically own. What I actually own. Yeah. I'm worth, like, whatever is in my bank account. And I know in my bank account is like three dollars and like seventy three cents <laughs> because I spent my last ten bucks on Taco Bell or something stupid, right? And so that's why that representation to me is why that representation matters. Kind of a tangent. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I think that's why that representation matters because you see these different people in different spaces, mm-hmm. and you start to legitimize, like legitimize, mm-hmm. actually being in those spaces. Shout out to the Black Panther. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> We'll get into that if we get there, but whatever. So, who are y'all four people, Jarrell? Why are you sitting over there tooling on your phone? <laughs> I sent mine in. Five, <laughs> five seconds I, ago. I, I, had it, I had it typed up. I don't know why I did it. Oh, okay. Um, that's why I want to post it. But, 
So, for my five, of course, I put President Obama. He's still my president. It is? And, uh, I know he's president still. You know what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Do I want to go there? Nope. So, President Obama, for the uh, same reasons you mentioned, as well as how I said earlier, the precision of speech, like, always. That index pain, that index thumb. <laughs> he's always on point, like, with any... With any um, speech he has to give, mm-hmm. he remained professional, even though all of the stuff was stacked against him. And he still kept it blackety black. Yep. Like, I, even, I I loved him in the tan suit when everybody else was mad. Man, like, that dude was it, fly. <laughs> I want a tan suit now, but I don't know if I can pull it off like that man can. Yep. So I put. A, a Remember the time he bust out singing? <laughs> yeah, Marvin, no, Al Green. Hi. I was like, okay. And then they put in a lace commercial like oh, three months later. <laughs> God. Shout out to Obama. We miss you, man. Yeah. Please come back. Yeah. Is he in Chicago or is he somewhere else? I think he's still in D.C. Okay. He's got a little house out in the suburbs, I think, in D.C., but okay. I think that's what happened. Yeah. If I'm wrong, don't kill me, y'all. All right. I love y'all. <laughs> so I'll put, I will pick Obama and then, of course, Sean Carter. Uh, Hope I'm, I'm gonna start calling him Sean Carter because he deserves that respect. Like he's not like, say his name. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it's like Sean Carter, man. Um, Sean Corey Carter, December fourth, oh. <laughs> 1969, Brooklyn Marquee Projects. Dang. All right. Well, I really like that guy. Even but, though, uh, even though the whole lemonade situation. I mean, like. Gotta defend, you gotta defend it. You gotta defend it. You gotta do it. I can't vouch for a guy like. I mean, hey, women family. hate the guy. We gotta stand for the guy, man. I can't. I can't stand with like you know you jeopardizing your family like that. Nah, I can't. Let's keep it transparent. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but I mean, everybody has like their faults. Like one person may have you know jeopardized their family for you know uh, outside relationship. Somebody else may have had you know issues with you know not necessarily trusting you know their spouse or. Or so, someone... just to make sure we're transparent, and I think he's, you mentioned this earlier, outside of the fidelity thing, yeah. especially for us black guys, because we get so much crap about the whole fidelity thing, yeah. just because one guy did it, yeah. you know how true that is, <laughs> right? Right. Um, what is it about Sean Carter that even current day, you're like, that's why I look up to that guy? Besides the yacht thing and big pimp videos, yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it goes back to just like the whole like the whole like thing where like even you touched on where he was he was just like well if no record company is gonna uh, believe in me enough to print my albums and distribute them then I'm gonna start Rockefeller and he took his money that he made you know doing whatever and he started his own uh, record company. He did that with a lot of stuff. Let's just talk about that just a quick second. Yeah, you had Rockefeller. Uh huh. Rock away. Yep. Turned into Rock Nation. Yep. Title. Yep. President Def Jam. You flipped that into Rihanna. Into Man, yeah. look. All right. Yeah. Let's just talk about that for a second, because yeah. Rihanna is <laughs> the truth. Yeah. J Cole is the truth. Yeah. Jay Z. Jay Z will be historically known for, like, lyrically being the truth. Sold out Madison Square Garden in what five minutes, something like that. <laughs> Sorry, it happened. Exactly. And your wife is probably the epitome of what it means to be a superstar in music. Yep. Exactly. How many of the guys <laughs> can say they pulled that one off? But it's just like even the, even the way he structures his lyrics is just like you can tell that he's like on a higher mental plane than like everybody else that's ever rapped before. Got to give him his kudos. Like. 
Give him his flowers while you're here, man. Exactly. Like, I, I can't even, like, go through, like, all the lyrics that, like, wild me over, like, the years. Like, stuff that I listened to when I was eight years old that I wasn't supposed to be listening to come back ten years later and able to apply it to life. Like, that's it. crazy. So, it's, it's just, like, his whole, the whole mental structure that he had, like, everything is on point the way he strategizes. Like, I've never seen him take a loss outside of the women. <laughs> really, like, yeah. he, taken, I mean, he won the battle against Nas, in my opinion, but he lost when it came to eliminate. I, I say the same thing. I think he won that beat, too. I think so. But, I mean, it still worked out for both of them in the end. So. Yeah. I actually think he's still winning because he releases album a day after Nas. Everybody quit listening to the Nas album. <laughs> wait to listen to, to, to the Carters. But, wait. Did Nas album come out on a Friday or a Saturday? It came out Friday. So, I feel like it came out on a Saturday morning. At least that's when I listened to it. Yeah, it came out on Friday. That's terrible. The Carters released the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nas. Yeah. I love you, bro. But, I mean. Either will forever be one of my favorite diss tracks, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was. There were some great ones out there. It was just a bunch of slander. Like it wasn't like it was just basically. But that because they both took those equal shots at each other and lyrically could pull it off. Yeah, I feel like Takeover was more scientific and structured. Like he actually went for like he like Nas is supposed to be the best rapper because he made Illmatic and like Illmatic is like the bible of hip hop music and so. Basically, he said, like, you did Illmatic, but what else? Like, all these rest of these years, you've been nobody. And then, like, he broke it down, like, three out in the four out in ten years. And all these other lines are, like, cold. And then Nas just basically comes back and, like, I want to fight you. Like, you're not who you say you are. Like, you was running in, in, in the projects. It's like, <laughs> like, this man just, like... Basically gave you the stiff arm on the rest of your career outside of Illmatic for the last six years. I just pictured a football player. You know, somebody <laughs> stiff arm when you said that. Just ugh. like it was. I just felt like he like little homie like Nas. Little homie Nas. Yeah, but I mean that that's the reason. Like that's the reason for Sean Carter. Yeah, like, gotcha. it's just like every everybody was like his the way he structured his lyrics and the way he like made all of his moves. Like he set the trends. Like he made the Yankee have more famous than the Yankee can. Like he really did that. He did that. Yeah. No one else did that for me though. Who? You gotta say it for the one time. Who? John Dine. Big John. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You were that Detroit fitter, you already know what it is. Yeah. Now, granted, I mean you had the people like Obi Trison on. Yeah. But nobody listened to Obi. Let's be and then you have people let's I like let's Obi. push him to the side and let's just say Eminem. <laughs> Even though I don't agree with that because you ain't really from UD. You just moved here. <laughs> we can argue the same thing about Big Sean, but right now, legit, mm-hmm. he legit put Detroit on the map every single time he goes out there. Mm-hmm. Every time. Okay. I'll accept that. Period. And then you have the honorary <laughs> Detroit person like Jeezy and then yeah. no Detroit versus everybody thing and then poof. Yeah. No, shout out to Tommy Walker. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, he legit represents Detroit like no other. Mm-hmm. But, and kudos to Jay. I mean, yeah. I only... <laughs> I don't care about the Yankees personally, but when he he, he represents well. So, I mean, yeah. it's always been like a big key thing. So, that's my second person. Okay. All, all that to say, right? We talk too damn much. That's yeah. our problem. Uh, it's all catching up. Skip y'all. The third person, uh, I would say, would be uh, Oprah. Oprah! Like, I feel like she doesn't get enough credit, like, oh, being, man. like, the media person that she is. Like, everyone else did it through um, a structure where, I'm not say everyone else, but as far as, like, the way we grew up, it was, like, a lot of rappers, a lot of music, a lot of entertainment. 
she didn't sing and dance to get like our love. Like she was very articulate. She remained herself. Um, she was a businesswoman. Um, she, she made was. is <laughs> she made is awesome she is a businesswoman. She does it. The own network and the magazines. And Shout out to Miss Winfrey. Yeah, so not to be confused with Mrs. Winfrey because <laughs> she's really dope too. By the way, <laughs> trying to get kudos here. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so just like just like her. Like being able to do it as a professional, similar to like how Obama had to do it. Like it was, I feel like it was a harder route for people in their um, roles to become loved by our people, because there's not a song or a dance or um, some type of clothing that they wear that's attaching them to make us like feel like we have a part of them. You know? Right. Um, so I put Oprah three, and then four, I pick Denzel Washington. Denzel D. Yeah. I mean, just like the way the way he speaks is kind of like, like I enjoy hearing like people's stories. So like hearing Denzel talk, man, is like very spiritual. Look, okay, so when you said that, I immediately thought about that commencement speech you gave. Yeah, and I was exactly. sitting there like, I'm about to go watch that video again. I need some more of that in my life. Right, like man, he was dropping just mad gems. Yeah, and like I used to, I used to want to be an actor when I was a kid, and so I was just like watch. I watched Training Day when I probably was like ten years old. And I was like, that's dope. Like the way he was able to pull off that movie. Yeah. Um, so he's like my favorite actor of all time. <laughs> and uh favorite actor of all time? Yeah. I'ma put Denzel, second probably be De Niro. That's fair. Yeah. Why is he up there though? Why is he number one over De Niro though? Yeah. Does Black Lives Matter? De Niro. Hey, De Niro say Black Lives Matter too. But um <laughs> Denzel's actually black though. Yeah. Do know that, right? De Niro has an African American baby mother or a wife, right? So he slid up in a black woman, and now he's black. <laughs> really? That's what we we're doing? Not touching that, all right? that's, so, that's what we doing? We're not doing oh that. my so, god! We're gonna edit that part out. Yeah, all right. No, we ain't. It's staying in there. You better not touch it. I like De Niro, but um, he hates Trump just as much as you do. So you I never said I hated Trump. Okay, but uh, I don't support that. <laughs> I don't support that crazy man. I, never, I don't hate anybody. I wish the best for him in his life. Okay. I just wouldn't stop a bus trying to hit him. <laughs> that's, that's but a, that's different. That's a good Christian thing to do. I love everybody, man. Yeah. You know that. Alright. So. Scoop. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Denzel would be my fourth. Mm. Like, like I said, I listen to him. is like very spiritual. And uh, I like the story, too. Like, I, like, the story that he gave in the commencement speech, I actually like read about it when I was like, thinking about like going to school for like drama and everything like that and he was speaking about how he uh he was in school and like you know like he told him to come to speech he flunked out and everything like that and the lady uh ended up giving him you know a word that stuck with him and like three or four years later he was in new york like headlining broadway so i enjoy his story so I was actually trying to find that speech as you were talking. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. But, I mean, one of the things was just the whole, like, key message behind this speech is something I I think it really wraps up exactly our discussion about representation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see these people in all these great spaces. We talked about some of our, quote-unquote, current-day, like, superstar, like, legends, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um... I guess big shout out. I mean, we miss Michael Jackson, 
But the fact that Drake actually did a song featuring Michael Jackson, I thought was really weird but dope at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Because you get to hear Michael again. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out exactly what this man did to do this. We know he's dead. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I just can't say all the legends without saying Michael Jackson. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But all that to say... The whole basis behind um, Denzel Washington's speech was dream big. Mm-hmm. And it was don't be afraid to fail big to dream big. And, you know, you think about that. You see these people in these quote-unquote unbelievable spaces. Mm-hmm. And then you find out their stories. Mm-hmm. Whether that be within a major you want to go into in school or a trade or mm-hmm. the arts or whatever that thing is. You know, some people, especially within our culture, are afraid to actually, like, take the legit route mm-hmm. because they don't want to fail. And I think that was a real basis behind his whole speech was, you know, you see somebody in that field and they did, they're doing them big and amazing things. Don't be afraid to dream, like to fail big. Like you're going to fail. It's Uh perfectly fine. Uh That's part of the thing that this whole representation story doesn't tell you. Like you're going to see amazing things. You're going to try to do amazing things. Uh And there's a good percent chance whether that thing is easy or not that you're going to fail. That was actually, like, my biggest, like, I don't want to say flaw. I guess you can call it that. Mm-hmm. That's one of my biggest flaws even now. Like, I was, used to be sometimes afraid to fail. Yeah. Like, even what we're doing now with this, you know, with this space we've created, you know, one of the biggest things as far as our culture is we are afraid to fail. And I was afraid that if we tried to put out this podcast yeah. that it will fail. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think, okay, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should add all this stuff and make it like this other podcast that's really dope. Now, you take stuff from those, but you also, man, keep your identity. You do those things. And, I mean, yeah, if this thing fails tomorrow, it's been great. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to dream big. And sometimes to dream big, like Denzel said, you got to fail big and figure out your failures. And then from there... You never really fail mm-hmm. until you actually quit. Okay. And that's what I really learned from it. I'm like, all right, cool. That's dope. So here we are, 11 episodes in. Uh-huh. People listen. I mean, I see the numbers on SoundCloud. Uh-huh. So I know that people actually listen. Yeah. Now, you know, some days we don't get all these a billion and one comments. Like, mm-hmm. the great podcast of the world, as we quote, like, mm-hmm. the read or something like that. But that doesn't mean we don't keep trying that thing. Right. That just means we got something else to kind of benchmark our success on. Right. Because they're celebrating five years. Mm-hmm. And here we are celebrating, like, what? Like, five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the end of the day, it's... We don't want a podcast for the success. We don't want it to say we're the best podcast, most listened to podcasts in the world. Yeah. Our biggest thing is deliver a message. Mm-hmm. And if we get that message across to one person, yeah. we've done our job. Now, if we get a whole bunch of people in our community mm-hmm. overnight... Mm-hmm even better (laughs) because everybody would have this discussion about hey I'm a guy I don't talk about shit Mm -hmm. because you're not a man if you don't do that you're not tough if you don't do that and men don't speak their feelings Mm -hmm. but true men are in touch with their feelings Mm -hmm. some people have you know uh, they have this phobia about you know telling them what their actual weight is how much money they make or etc etc so all that to say if you actually seen people that look like you, that are like you in mm-hmm. all these different spaces, yeah. whether it be how much money you want to make, how much car, what kind of car you want to drive, mm-hmm. having the same thoughts and emotions as you as a man or as a black black man in our case, uh-huh. then you're like, okay, 
it's okay to actually talk about this type of stuff. Let's have these discussions. And I think when you were putting this whole thing together, I'm going to say you did because I told y'all Jarrell's smarter than me in most aspects, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, you know, that representation matters because not only the type of money you're making, the type of, uh, you know, career you want or whatever that thing is, but it also matters in terms of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it matters in this whole, like, space of, you know, positive black males yeah. in terms of speaking their mind, saying what's on their mind. Because yeah. if you have more people having these discussions, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, so J. Cole and Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. deal with anxiety. Yeah. I deal with anxiety yeah. when I doubt myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Now I'm like J. Cole and Chance the Rapper. <laughs> J. Cole is one, you know, has dropped amazing albums. Chance the Rapper has won Grammys. Mm-hmm. I'm in a good space. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Uh-huh. Now what can we do? It puts a face to your issue that you're facing. It yeah. makes you comfortable. It makes yeah. you feel like, like even for us, like you said, doing a podcast. Like you just touched on it where you said, like, since we're having these discussions, um, it actually uh, highlights and gives like faith and gives uh, light on the issues it lets other young black men know that they're not alone and that's it know that, like, even if they don't want to talk about something that it's okay to talk about whatever you're facing so that's it I agree with everything you just said dropping gems yeah. see told y'all he better he bring out the best content I'd be like let's talk about making money he'd be like nah that's, that's whack son that's what we gonna do I'm like alright yes sir I gotta get better about talking about money and I, look, that's, that's the issue I face. Like, shout out year. to the melanated budget. <laughs> she be out here giving perspective. Yeah, like I always make fun of her and be like, "Hey, look at little budget." <laughs> she like she would literally break out the paper, like the clips yep. with different color codes on it. Yep. Like this is this cut this green is for gas or, yeah. or yellow is for gas. <laughs> and green is for play stuff or pink is for play stuff or whatever is the code she got. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang. I'm still swiping. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's my debit card now. I don't use a credit card anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't physically like mm-hmm. feel getting rid of that money. Mm-hmm. Now I've made it better. I'm actually working towards that. Like I actually withdraw my money out of the, like a bank now, okay. and I'll say, "All right, this is how much food money you got. Mm-hmm. You spend all this money on food yep. in one day. <laughs> you ain't got no more food money in case you get stuck in the field somewhere and you ran out right. of food right. and you need more." Because sometimes I work like 12 hour days. Yep. So, don't spend all this money because you're going to feel, maybe I should get a four for four instead mm-hmm. of buying that number two combo. <laughs> Shout out to me. <laughs> anyway, um, but at the end of the day, I just want to say that, you know, again, like you stated in this whole thing, representation does matter. Mm-hmm. And whether that be in the professional world or, you know, actually talking about whatever issues you have but don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. When you see others and have that discussion with others, mm-hmm. that they're experiencing the same thing, then now you're building that community up. Mm-hmm. So, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Yes. <laughs> cool. We answer all of the discussions. Without even going through <laughs> Cold. Organic conversation. You know, that's what it's about, man. That's what this podcast community is about. Mm-hmm. Organic discussions. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess for us... I'm giving homework because it's been a while since I gave out homework. And I think y'all need to do y'all homework. Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to representation, who is the person that, 
who's the person you see that you want to be better than? Because, again, like I stated, don't be better than me, be better. So who's the person you see that you want to be better than? And if you can use hashtag Mental Matters Community, we can all see that and kind of talk about that in the next episode. So, I think that was dope. Yep. Gotta do this more often, like every week. Yeah. Kind of do, though. Yeah, I was saying we did the last. <laughs> we did, like, ever since April, bro. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Nah, we, we we missed the week in between Memorial Day and you know we gonna talk about that, yeah. but after after the contract is done, <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so shout out to just dope people doing dope things. So as we mentioned last episode, the She Two STEM podcast featuring some of our favorite women that we both genuinely know, mm-hmm. um, including our Madam EP, my awesome wife, and Jessica. And so, I'll give them names because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. So, we got Kayla, who's actually our executive producer for this podcast. Elena, my awesome wife. And Jessica, who's all three are actually engineers. Yeah. That's actually a dope part about all that because STEM matters. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I forget that at times because I, like, I was there like when everybody was like one big circle. At one yeah. Day, it's like, you forget that like we are greatness, you know? Yeah. It's like, I wake up in We take it for granted. Yeah, I don't recognize it. You know? Yeah, we legit are like good friends with like all these dope people and they all are engineering students yeah. or like engineers. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> or unicorns. Yep. That's cool, though. <laughs> I actually got awesome mentors that do it, too. Like, the people I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. in terms of my sister-in-law and uh, one of my mentees, one mentors, who's, like, basically a big sister to me as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just so many other people. I would I would literally pull out a scroll right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, representation matters. And <laughs> all these... Yep. <laughs> three years later <laughs> now we at the middle of the list <laughs> but just shout out to all my fellow STEM family making things happen especially my black STEM family mm-hmm. um, we're the wave of the future literally mm-hmm. so even if you're not in STEM we still recognize you doing dope things not to say you're irrelevant at all but most of my friends are in STEM let's mm-hmm. just be real mm-hmm. so with that being said Shout out to you guys. They drop, what is that, every other Friday? Yep. Yes, I got it right. Don't get me in trouble. So, <laughs> I swear we're legit almost dropping this trifecta. <laughs> the trifecta is a real thing. You'll understand why later. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. And moving on. So, who you want to shout out, man? Uh, shout outs. I want to shout out my sister-in-law, Jocelyn. For making me a banana pudding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have. And she gave it to me like two days ago, so I haven't eaten all of it, which is good. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she made it like two hours ago. It was a five-foot pan. I put the smash on some banana pudding, man. So That's legit. It still be here 48 hours later. It's like I'm, I'm making progress. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> I am proud of you. So, outside of that, just shout out to everyone who's uh, coping with the hot weather. Um, here Man. Like, stay hydrated. Keep drinking the water. I got to get my water uh, bottles up. Wait a minute. I got to count it up. Back up. Richard's taking a sip right now. Keep going to finish this bottle. <laughs> you about to finish this bottle. I think you got like four ounces left. <laughs> but, uh. I now have four ounces left, so leave me alone. Okay, yep, he's about to finish it. 
But yeah, it's pretty hot here in Detroit. Like I made a status earlier today saying um, people are keep posting pictures of the snow, and I'm like, that's not viable today. Like I can see if it was 80 degrees, and you're like, hey, quit complaining about it being 80 degrees. Look at this picture of the snow. This is what we face in the winter. But it's really like it feels like 100 and something outside. This is why I legit have sunscreen in front of me right now. Because <laughs> I was outside and I was like, let me not be no sucker yeah. and put this sunscreen on. <laughs> but I'm just like, man, like, I went outside and all I did was like move the cars around. I came back inside and like I had to put on a different shirt because I was sweaty. Came through trip. Came through trip. Trip, trip. So that's how hot it is here in Detroit. So stay hydrated. Stay in inside if you can don't be outside working you know what's out. funny about sunscreen what's that like? like i legit have not realized what spf stands for until today i don't think i know what it stands for you don't so understand you for? Like me right now. i am okay sun protection factor okay and so you want to keep it from uh want to say from spf 15 through 30 okay that's quote unquote normal so i don't even use the good stuff then. i think i had 10 well, doctors recommend 15 to 30. Okay. No matter if you're black, don't crack. And <laughs> all that good stuff. And we have natural sun. That's crap. <laughs> okay? Because you're fighting cancer here. Yeah. And breaking out the epidermis. So, so the hats don't work then? Like, no. Like, hat over your face? I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Keep it out of your eyes. Yeah. Like, if you're looking, playing baseball or something crazy. Uh-huh. But... Put the butters on. Put your sunscreen <laughs> on, y'all. Self care is important. I think the first time. Self care <laughs> is not gay, fellas. It's not. And to say that is actually an insult. Remember yeah, that, okay? Is. That's stupid. Yeah. You need to hydrate that skin. I think the first and time. And let your sun glow. <laughs> the first time I actually wore sunscreen was on the honeymoon in Montego Bay. Legit. Like the first time I actually was like very active. Like every day, like I was there for six or seven days, and like every morning I would wake up like, oh, we going to breakfast. Got a slap on. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Did you do it because she said so? It was her bottle, so I used it. So, if, so basically, yeah, because if uh, oh. she didn't pack it, yeah, I wouldn't have had it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Guess who bought me this bottle? Exactly. The wife. Yep. You need a wife in your life. She you do, it. man. <laughs> you good? I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we together. together. Yep. Shout out. Y'all know who that is. Yeah. If you don't, go do your homework. Go yeah. Google the lyrics. <laughs> anyway, um, shout out to Dope Wives doing dope things. Front and back. Yeah. Get a wife in your life. However you want to say Get a wife in your life. Yeah. Nope. You know what we're doing? That's going to be the merch. Y'all better not take it. <laughs> we suing all y'all. Get that copyright today. Saturday, June 30th, 2018. Look. This is being recorded. <laughs> That's it. You try to take it, we coming for you and your money. Yeah. Bet that. Run tell that, homeboy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so, as the shout-outs. Um, we are nearing the end of this crazy experience. Um, yeah. Got some birthdays coming up, though. You in there, ain't you? Well, I wasn't talking about myself, but sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the one I was talking about? Uh, what, what were you talking about? Yeah, my wife's birthday coming up. Shout-out. July 5th. Woohoo! Hey, I ain't know it was that close together. Wait a minute. Yes. July 5th. So, barbecue on the 4th. Okay. And give her gifts on the 4th. And then she has her own Thursday and Friday, like, schedule. That- <laughs> schedule? <laughs> yeah. She has it all planned. Like, she's going to do, like, her, basically, her uh, her self-care days. That's there you she, go. That's what she's going to do. She's going to go with her? I'll probably chauffeur her. 
Like, chauffeur? Yeah. Oh, I, think, really? I, think, I think she had, like, some of her sisters and stuff accompany her. Oh, okay. That's the way it was planned. You know, okay. So it, I it see. It wasn't, like, planned. Like, she told me, like, you can come, too. So I was like, oh, I can come, too. So, therefore, I wasn't on the original invite. So I think you should just go if she invited you. I mean, sister time is important. Like, when my wife's on the phone with her two sisters, yeah. you know, they just catch up and it's the loudest conversation you're ever going to hear. <laughs> so, I kind of step back out yeah. of that space. That's how I feel about that. And she does the same thing, like, when I talk to, like, my family. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, they're your sister too now. Yeah. You married all of them. Yeah. Whether you believe that or not. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't buy them no ring, but the one on her hand is good enough for all. If, you, if y'all if you seen this ring, you would know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking that about. That ring is good for all three of them. I don't know what you're you can break about. it in three and it still be expensive. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm very modest. Yo, I'm sure. I'm you cool. modest, but that ring ain't modest. I'm cool. I'm you're chilling. cool. You're just chilling. <laughs> I'm just chilling. That's that. That's that. That's that black man mentality. I'm just chilling, I'm man. Just chilling. Just I'm, just, I'm chilling, bro. I was out here looking for some. What's chicken. good? <laughs> I'm just chilling, trying to make a million. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so that's that's the birthday that I have coming up this week. Mm. That's what's up. What about you? Well, your wife is four days older than me, so <laughs> um, so shout out to that. Um, I'm excited. It's been a crazy year. Um, my last birthday, I was definitely in a different space mentally, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited about this birthday because it's more of a milestone. Because okay. I realized within one year, I changed so many different things about my life, whether it be financially, uh-huh. um, my spiritually, mm-hmm. and then like actually like mentally so and it's not just some cliche about the podcast i legit was in a state of depression a year ago and i'm just excited because not only am i like you know mentally doing better Mm -hmm. but you know i'm getting my health thing together in order um making sure that i understand i am my best self and i can live my best life Mm -hmm. no matter if i have you know or don't have (laughs) the weight loss plan that i want or Like, just all those different things I don't have, I'm more so grateful for what I do have. Okay. And that's amazing people. That's awesome spouse, mm-hmm. good family. Mm-hmm. I got my mother mm-hmm. still in my life, regardless of all the stuff we've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my, like, closest of friends, mm-hmm. people that are like family, you yep. like family, Wife like family, she can make some amazing <laughs> jerk chicken wings. You knew it's coming, yep. but she's awesome too. I've known her for a number of years now, and so um, I'm just happy, man. All the great things going on in my life. I got the job that I want, mm-hmm. where I live. Twenty mm-hmm. nine is gonna be amazing. That's yep. All I gotta say, <laughs> one more year to do this right in my twenties. Uh-huh. Just saying, yeah. and I'm going to New Orleans to celebrate. <laughs> so Essence Fest. Yeah. I'm going to be in my best blackie black states. I'm going to be looking for them uh, Instagram videos. You know? Because I ain't got Snapchat no more. We got rid of that. Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm looking nobody forward. wins when the family feuds. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm looking forward to you having a good time. So that it's like, are you having a good time? I can have a good time. Man, you, you know. know pictures. Y'all see that, right? Because yeah. if I have a bad time, you got to deal with Jarrell. <laughs> we just going to call him Rail at that point. Y'all know why. Jarrell, you don't play no games. What you mean? Look, do you want to go there? 
We can go back to the episode. I can play the episode right now. Yes. Tell me, I got a bodyguard for life, bro. Yeah. No problem. He is going to walk up and be like, we got a problem? I don't hurt nobody. Because if we got a problem, we can solve it. Mm-hmm. And you gonna have a straight face. <laughs> like, damn, y'all here laughing now, but man, I ain't gonna hurt you seen the smoke come out of his ears. Uh. He was like Majin Boo. <laughs> I was like, my God. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to my brother from another right here, man. All I gotta say about that. Love you too, man. Love you, man. Yep. Anyway, we say he wasn't gonna do it on the episode. How say, dare you? Say, you made me do it. What, I love you. Then. Yeah, man. They need to hear it. All right. All of us Fair. need to hear it sometimes. Whatever. Let's cut on mine. I'm cool with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fine too. If you can't tell another man you love him, that's another personal issue you got. Yeah. Anyway, telling you somebody you love them is not gay. Disclaimer. Because yeah. that's the stupidest thing I've always heard in my life. And that's offensive too. Even though I used to do it. Yeah. Had to get my life together. Yeah. We were raised in environments that it didn't yield. Toxic. Back. Why? <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, I think back about all the stuff we did in the past. Mm-hmm. Some of it was so toxic. And I think about it nowadays, and I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I, and there's some, a person that, like, my Nesby family, mm-hmm. that I remember, we was at, like, a conference or something. And I actually made the statement, like, something stupid, like, man, this is gay. And I seen his whole mood change. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, this had to be about, like, Less than less than five years ago, this happened, okay. and I had to go to him. Like, hey, look, I noticed your whole tone changed when I said the following. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry, I did not mean that to offend you. Uh-huh. You know, this is just this is how I meant it, uh-huh. and maybe my words didn't reflect that positively or you know in the right manner. Yeah. But then I understood this being said multiple times after that that words do mean things, and ever since then I'm like, dang, you're right. Uh-huh. I gotta change my vocabulary. Yep. Now, some parts I'm just still be saying my rich. <laughs> but I'm more conscious of the certain words and certain things that may hurt different people. That's important, though, because most people, they don't make that adjustment. They don't. They, they don't. just be like, I'm reckless, whatever, and then yeah. you end up on the news. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I guess you should have got that together earlier, right? So, you know, again, that goes to the fact I naturally love everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care how garbage of a person you are sometimes. Yeah. I don't have to like you. <laughs> That's a different statement. It is, it's totally different. I love you. Like and love. It's not even just a biblical thing. I love everybody. Uh-huh. But I don't have to like you as a person. Mm-hmm. I don't have to keep you around. Right. You could be the same culture, background, everything. Mm-hmm. We could be the same family. Yep. I love you. I don't have to like you. Mm-hmm. And if you're offended by that statement, you're probably part of the problem. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks for you. Oh, well. Moving on. Keeping it black to be black. What else we got left to spill it? What kind of forever? <laughs> That's all I got. So, you gonna spill it or what? Uh, so I already did. I feel like <laughs> I said a lot today. Uh, for my spill it this week, um, I just want to say, if you don't have a good set of friends who uh, look out for you or talk good about you when you're not present, man, you should get some. Man, I found out uh, recently. Um, uh, it was it was to me like this week actually. It came out to me where like I had a few. Uh, Co-workers, they met up after work, and they were just like, yeah, like, we like to... They were discussing, like, a role within the team, and mm-hmm. they were like, hey, um, this role would be good for somebody like Jarrell. Like, it was like three or four of them came up with the idea, and my name was dropped. 
And so the word got back to me. Is this the Jamaican cowboy? No. <laughs> that was that was two years ago, the Jamaican cowboy. So. <laughs> okay. But um Just making sure. <laughs> but basically it's I'm like, not calling you that ever again. It's actually weird. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, um like them having, you know, that conversation about me and like saying like I had like a skill set and a demeanor and I had like the just like the relationship building blocks, um, as somebody they would recommend for like a position, like that really made me feel good yesterday because okay. every every day, um, you know, you go to work, you might not like leave feeling like you actually you know, did a good job. Like sometimes people like try to say like you know the quality of work you did isn't up to par, and some people may feel like you. They always say you could be like be more like this person. This person does this, or you know. Have this type of meet Bob, yeah, that type of thing. <laughs> like, it's just like, how can I? Be so I have a else? frat brother name. <laughs> His name is uh, Robert, uh-huh. and obviously Robert's short. The short version is Bob. Yep. And he was telling me about his work life, <laughs> and ever since then, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> meet Bob. <laughs> I didn't know this part. This is great. Yeah. So I mean, just just like hearing people talk good about you when you're not present, and like not even knowing that, like you had, like, a lasting impact on people by just being you. Mm-hmm. Like, all I've ever done was, like, be myself. Like, you know, laugh, turn in stuff one time, um, ask questions when I don't understand stuff. Like, that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, for that to, like, have had a positive effect and, like, give, like, a positive reputation behind, like, what my name means, like, that's, like, powerful. I felt really good yesterday like leaving work like wow like people actually like me here <laughs> that's good to know going into a whole vacation with you too yeah. that's real good to know so like, like my job is not gonna be getting fired on my day off right i'm not craig Jones. right we are not gonna go through that episode we are good cool yeah no boxes stolen we good yeah, so just just make sure that like if you don't have people in your life who are um, who actively like love you and support you, um, just make sure that you get some of those eventually, mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. So that's my spell for the week. That's legit. Yeah. No, I thought about when you said that. What's that? <laughs> I thought about that song on the Carter's album. I don't think I got that far yet. I'm still... And you were like song out. three? <laughs> exactly. You must have got to it by now. It's <laughs> called Friends. Okay. Listen to Friends. Okay. That song's dope. All right. Like, I actually, like, every morning, like, every other morning, I find myself listening to that song, okay. and I just jam out. Okay. It's dope. Yeah. Like, my to... friends are goals, your friends are foes. Mm. Let that sink in. That's a dope one. Queen B. <laughs> all I gotta say, the real Queen B, <laughs> or like Beyonce say... I mean, like Jay-Z say, Beyonce, nigga. Oh, my God. <laughs> that line sounds so corny when you hear it. Yeah. But she come out spitting. That's a whole different song. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to check that out. Friends is dope. Put that on my list for this week. But friends, good friends are important. Mm-hmm. Even just allies, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a situation at work recently. And I won't talk about the details because that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was good to find out that... And I'm not perfect. I'm going to get. I'm new to a company. I'm going to get some stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still do what I was charged to do as an engineer, mm-hmm. and that's work with the highest, like, like the highest degree, of like moral, like ethics and everything. Yep. And I believe that hard work should be rewarded, mm-hmm. but it's not just what you know. It's who you know as well. Yep. And having those people be able to vouch for you and the work you do. 
Now, I legit, and you know this for a fact, mm-hmm. I legit put in like 10 to 12 hour days. Yep. Probably six days a week. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's a good chance I did it already this week. Yeah, I'll vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm not saying everything I do is necessarily like the correct like mm-hmm. process and procedure. Mm-hmm. But for my specific role... Mm-hmm. <laughs> there ain't no true process and procedure. <laughs> the true process is if we broke it, we fix it, right? Yep. And so I'll do everything I can to do my research and due diligence. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people will be spiteful, like who you think you is. You think you got a de- better because you got a degree and it's standing third. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think none of that. You think that way? Uh-huh. I never said this stuff, man. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And some people forget their jobs, okay. even though it'll be like. And I'll say this before, like, just do your job. Uh-huh. But, again, I found out from a source, like, that one of our higher-up managers, if you will, or directors in our case, was like, yo, I know he's working his ass off because he emails me at 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I know he gets there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So I know he does to work. Mm-hmm. I know this process is a thorn in our side. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> our second director basically, like, Sends me emails about this type of stuff all the time. Like, can you check into this one, that one, this case, that case, this case, all these different cases. And it's so much process stuff you got to do with it. And um, Mm -hmm. now getting to the point where it's like, this is the process of how I need to do this stuff. I got to look at work history. I got to look at, you know, do we legit have work done in these areas? And I had to do all this investigation by myself. But some people saying, well, you over this whole thing, right? Why don't you go look it up? It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I get him a millennial, this whole millennial discussion, <laughs> right? Because right. we think we know we're in the world, right? Yeah. Whatever, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to put together a process that sucks. Mm-hmm. So I need your help to change it, mm-hmm. make it better. Mm-hmm. Well, you should do what everybody else do. Everybody don't have this level of work to do. Mm-hmm. There's like three jobs, four jobs here. Mm-hmm. And that's each of these. I don't have the personnel for this. Mm-hmm. And so to hear, like you said, to hear the fact that, hey, we see you, mm-hmm. it does not go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. I've even heard people that are like, you work so well with people and you are about the people and mm-hmm. you're still doing your job correctly. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, you're at places where some of these people wanted to be at mm-hmm. for the last 30 years. And it's like, dang, mm-hmm. that's empowering. But now, again, that representation matters because I've seen the stepstone, like the stepping stool. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go higher. Yeah. Don't know what it's going to look like yet, but I mean, I'm also not even a year in the company. Okay. And so it does feel empowering to say, all right, if I'm doing what I'm doing, it's the right thing. And my boss, my boss validates it. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, I know you can handle it. Like I asked him, like, why would you put me in this certain role? He's mm-hmm. like, I know you can handle it. Yeah. He legit said it with a stern <laughs> face. And I'm like, damn. This is the busiest man I know. And he told that about me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now. Yeah. <laughs> we doing something. I'm about to drop uh, For Your Eyes Only Part 2, bro. Like, or the coloring book uh, the coloring book Inside the Lines or something. Something like that, right? Uh, but anyway, um, that does matter. So, again, make sure you represent yourself well. Mm-hmm. But make sure you look at people that represent themselves well, too, and try to be better than them. I mean, you know, to spill it and everything, right? (laughs) So, we have come to the bitter end, the bittersweet end of this episode 11. 
And I'm excited because we are more than 10 episodes in. Yep. More than, you know, mm-hmm. 10 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Once over, whatever you said. I think we may have to, like, drop two in one week, one one week. My? Nah, man. You don't think so? I'm taking the week off. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Drake, give him a double disc. Man, nah. <laughs> side A, side B. What does that here mean? Isn't that like from a cassette? Yeah. Damn, I'm old. Yeah. Anyway. But we hope you said something you like today. Um, we want to know how we're doing, and we want to know from you guys. So feel free to rate us on iTunes, uh-huh. share and love us on, give us some love on SoundCloud, uh-huh. um, even on Google Play Music. We can see the comments. We can see all that good stuff. So to hear from the people that's actually important to us. Yep. Um, social media, connect with us. Uh-huh. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Um, search for us at Mental Matters Podcast. Twitter is Mental Matters P. And always email us. If you got topic ideas, whatever, you something you want to talk about, or maybe a situation you're going through, whatever it may be, as far as certain mental matters, mm-hmm. uh, email us at mentalmatterspodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, it's the 4th of July. Yep. So that means you're about to hear either fireworks or gunshots <laughs> in the city. And I'm not talking side. shit, I'm being real. <laughs> Depending on what side you stay on. Oh, no, no, no. Don't give me the side crap. Yeah. This is legit everywhere in the city. <laughs> All you hear is, bah, bah, bah. And you're like, oh, fireworks. And you go outside. Yo, and it's spooky and they're mad because they ain't get to light the fireworks. So they're like, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. But it's not what you see in the news and the media. The city's not that crazy. We're doing dope things and making the city better one neighborhood at a time. So. Yep. Um. Yeah. So you barbecuing at the house for for uh, yeah, for the July? Yeah, for the fourth. Okay. Jerk chicken and barbecue. Man, you gotta freeze that dog. Yeah. You gotta freeze that one. Yeah. If you make some wings, freeze them. All I gotta say. I think we're doing thighs. Freeze them. All right. Don't matter. I got you. I'm actually going over a dope friend of ours' house. One of my biggest favorites, like mentors ever, because uh-huh. she's like like black women STEM goals in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, she's having a big kid together, and then I'm on a plane. Cool. Woohoo! To the blackies, <laughs> <laughs> blackies, black, like music festival, and like the entire country, in my opinion, Essence Fest. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about it for you. My <laughs> God, seafood, and you know the other place I'm going. I'm going to Louisiana. Yeah. Where am I going? Uh, you notice? Know I know you notice. Know if you don't know this, we're gonna fight. You're gonna learn this today. Some other place, the chicken place where everybody goes. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Gotta it's, do it that. It starts with the D. Oh. No. No. Oh. Mm-mm. You okay. playing you playing games. You're playing these games. I've heard about it. It is the black people mecca of chicken. You know this. Yeah. What I is it? You on the spot. <laughs> I'm still making on my list for New Orleans of places to go, and that's in my head, but I don't know the name. You won't send me there? Here, Rich, go there. Go there. Make <laughs> <laughs> she go here. Oh, uh, man. So I'm excited. Good time with the family. Yep. And in this case, good time with the wife. And yes, I said that you people are family. You know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, it's like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's Popeye's mug. Okay. Louisiana Kitchen. Okay. Popeye's chicken. Yeah. Come on, man. I thought it was... There's another place no. down there that people go get chicken. And it's Talking happening. about Po' Boy? Oh, I can't think of the name. I think that's what the other place is. Okay, I've heard, like, only good things about this place. It's like, a, it's like a, a lady there. She's been cooking chicken for, like, 80 years or something. So, like I want to make sure I get that name right. Yeah. 
Because after this is after we're done recording, yeah. I'm gonna go look this place up too. I want to say it's that place. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to lie because I've never been there. Yeah, that's what I'm sure. <laughs> However, I know it's on our things to do list. Okay. So it's happening. I'm excited. Good food and dope things. Yeah. I'm gonna try dope to, musical things. When you go down there, you got to try some crawfish, right? Oh man, I love crawfish. See, like I've I want to try crawfish. I've had them prepared by the wrong. Show. So, <laughs> I haven't had Crawfish was a very, like, more of a staple in my house because my grandmother loved this. Okay. And so she would actually pull it, like, make it mm-hmm. and then put it in, like, her seafood stew. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can imagine how good it is. I just haven't had it prepared. Before. Man. Yeah. Man. I'm Sorry. Gonna try, I'm going to try some oysters down there, too. Yeah, well, not too big on oysters, though. You keep that. Okay. I anyway. Know how they taste. <laughs> yeah, do that. But yeah, that's another one in the books. Yep. Hope y'all learned something. Hope y'all talk with us. Mm-hmm. And we out this thing. Yep. It's late. Good night. <laughs>